0: And go hello hi emily you have a very you clean have to tongue. say my name my tongue oh, i see that's why i say your name every time oh really yes oh, we just have to, to introduce start. ourselves in some ways we don't forget our voices oh, you oops. think my tongue is clean yeah <gasps> wow my tongue looks immaculate <laughs> it does my tongue looks really good guys we won't put it in the thread though <laughs> don't worry <laughs> just trust just trust Just trust. it looks great one time a dentist told me that my tongue was stronger than some men's tongues that come in <laughs> it's of really the right. worst interactions i've ever had ew did a you switch tongue? your dentist yeah i did <laughs> okay good. <laughs> good anyways how are you doing <laughs> um i'm doing uh okay how are you? I'm doing. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm in my PJs. It's very cold. Oh, <laughs> if you hear a rattling in the background, it's my space heater. I'm not turning it off because I'm cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to turn mine on as well because um, it's 20 degrees. You guys, I'm going to die in New York. No, you're not. Guess what? what? In the city, it's not as, like, it never gets that cold. And when it, it's cold, it's not actually cold. Because you're surrounded by so many people, and you're in it just gets bad when you go down a street that's facing the wrong direction and it becomes a wind tunnel. Oh my God, like for the most part, the buildings like block off. Wind tunnel? <laughs> that yeah. sounds have scary. You never, have you never experienced that? No. Like, yeah. I live like in a know, desert. <laughs> anyways, um, so, so do you want to do a question? Yeah. Okay. So, I got a question on my personal curious cat, um, but it's very much out of my wheelhouse. So I thought I'd bring it here. Wheelhouse. Here we are. My wheelhouse.
1: Um, wheelhouse.
0: So here we are. So it says, "Hi Stevie. My mom recently discovered my Twitter page and told me that I degrade women and I can't call myself a feminist because of the way I talk about Jillian Anderson. I'm hurt by this comment as I have tremendous respect for Jillian, just like and just like the accounts such as and she names." Some accounts that I'm not going to name. Um, I also have a crush on Jillian. Being a very strong feminist, this has really upset me, and I was wondering if you knew how to respond. I don't, but Emily does. <laughs> no, I don't. No, but I, I just – I needed some um, other input. I, and I think, like, too, this is such a – like, it's, it's – you know, there's not much that you can say to your mom because that was an incredible violation of privacy. Um, But like the larger discussion is so much more um, nuanced and complicated Mm -hmm. and and in some ways it's very complicated. In some ways it's not, but like it's, it's a thinker, you know? And so (laughs) I think I don't have the answer, but I think it's better to have a discussion about it and just kind of chat. Just a little chat. That's what we do best here, right? Yeah. just Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, with – for this specific – I don't even know if this person listens to the podcast, but, like – Oh, yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. But, like, you know, this might be – this might have happened to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, just saying something like, I'm figuring out how my sexuality fits in with me – And how I want to embody that. And short of your support, I just appreciate privacy to do that. Um, Because, like I said, that's just a huge invasion of privacy. And so it doesn't sound like it's something that's worth your energy trying to, um, like, flesh out. And I don't even know if you would be able to because it is really complicated. And, like, Stevie and I spent all day trying to, like... You know, work this out and like going through our map of minds, and you know. So, yeah, I mean, this is your sexuality is yours, and that's for you to flesh out and for you to um, do so in a safe place, which is what you're doing, which is great. Mm-hmm. On a larger topic, yeah, because this is def this your mom's reaction is definitely rooted. In um, larger issues revolving around the male gaze and um, the patriarchy and all that jazz. Exactly. I need to stop saying exactly. all about that jazz because I am not that a thousand years honestly old. honestly the first time I think I've heard you say that. And I say it a lot. <laughs> I cut it out all the all time. Jazz. And all really? that jazz. Really? all jazz. Yeah, I do. Because ultimately, like, it is much bigger than just saying you're not doing anything wrong in the way you're expressing your sexuality because, um, I, 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 we don't know, right? Like we don't know, um, the, the details, but there are harmful manifestations in sexualization. Mm -hmm. Um, but the issue is that the foundation is in the way men sexualize women. That's been the basis for, um, both how queer women, um, And just women in general view their own sexuality and sexuality um, overall. Mm. And so it's like, it's about breaking out of that internalized male gaze that may have manifested in you as a woman, simply because that's the way that we've been socialized Mm. um, both for yourself and um, as a woman, and then also for the women that you are attracted to. And it's very confusing um, and it's not simple at all, but it's very understandable because the foundation we have for sexuality is heterosexual and through the male gaze, which requires female submission. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just based off of that version of reality, um, there is going to be a process of like reclaiming for, queer women and for women in general, but specifically for like sexualization purposes Mm -hmm. for queer women. And like, that's not going to be perfect. And CB and I talked about this and like, ultimately that's what it comes down to is that like, well, there is definitely a clear distinction between something that's inappropriate and harmful and violating and something that's respectful and expressive of one's sexuality. um, But finding that medium isn't easy. Um, And so if you feel, even if you've looked at yourself and you feel like some things have crossed the line and some things haven't like, that's okay. What's important is being continuously aware of that and constantly reflecting. Yeah. It's being aware that um, no matter who you are, the male gaze is internalized in you in some way because you've existed in a patriarchy. That's everybody. Um, And so that's going to manifest in lots of different ways, and it manifests in all women because I know that my biggest um, like conundrum has been viewing desire desirability based on who desires you, like appe- exactly. who you're appealing to, which I know we've talked about before, um, and in the way that sometimes I hypersexualize myself, and so. And that's not out of ill intent at all. Like I'm not degrade, like yeah. it's just is, is working through un ingraining. It's just working through breaking free from the internalized male gaze that everybody has to some extent.
1: Yeah. And, and that's and, a really,
0: that's a really good example. And like by just being aware of it makes um, every action different. And so you're constantly learning. And so we don't know what you what posts that your mom saw and the fact that your mom saw a post is an invasion in itself like that's yeah. the issue and what emily said to say in the beginning is perfect this is just delving into a, a larger discussion like we're not yeah. like, like you didn't we're not accusing you of anything at all it's just no, no no like so so having said that like there are absolutely examples of hypersexualization that dehumanize women mm-hmm. um in this fandom outside of the fandom within queer communities within not like within heterosexual like that exists um but queer women expressing their attraction to women is not one of them no not um because it lacks that inherent power dynamic that exists exactly between men and women there's immediately exactly. um men hold more power in those dynamics and uh, right away so that doesn't it's going to be very different when you're talking about women with other women And that's not to say that it's not possible with women to have a predatory dynamic at all. Like it definitely is. It's just going to be, even that's going to be rooted in the false identification with that kind of male power and ownership. Like even that is still rooted in that. Like there's no threat in women expressing their sexuality through the sexualization of women in a place where they feel safe to do so because we hold very little power, right? Like, whereas with and like this is so nuanced because it's like the power dynamic and like the power structure is like not something that we can deconstruct within like this conversation but it's like you have to look at the reality of power and how much power is behind the words and who they're coming from um and the power of words to stimulate violence and cross boundaries and inform actions that actually do harm women um mm-hmm. That makes sense. That does make sense. And so I think like the main thing is like there just is a big difference between harmful sexualization and expressing one's sexuality. And that's regardless of sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just going back to what Stevie said earlier is like every woman is working her way out of interpreting and harnessing her sexuality from the perspective of an internalized male gaze. Mm-hmm. Um and I think too, like I would say the, um, harmfulness doesn't come, isn't rooted in how explicit one is being. I know, like, and I talked about this earlier. I've definitely seen what I think border on harmful sexualizations of specifically Jillian, because that's the, um, community, like online community that we're immersed in mostly. Um, but that's not rooted in explicitness at all. It's rooted in, I think, um, embodying that male gaze and that kind of ownership and power assertion I think is rooted more in um, making assumptions about her romantic history and in projecting things onto her like I think that's mm-hmm. where the difference lies is when yeah. you're projecting um, this hypersexualization on onto her there. yeah whereas unless which is very different than expressing what you how she makes want, you want how she makes that's exactly yeah. it that's exactly it that's helped me like, work through this because I am absolutely working through this, like, right along with this person, with this listener, potentially with this person who asked the question and, like, how to express my sexuality and my desires and how she makes me feel with, while detaching myself and this expression from, like, this internalized male gaze that I'm still very much so, like, working myself down from. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, that has helped me a little bit at the same time i think steve and i both kind of came to the conclusion that it's like you have a very safe space to work through this and express your sexuality in a way that sets your soul on fire and it's wonderful and it's brave and i don't know that your mom will understand that yeah but like, it is very possible to be a feminist and, like, say how badly you want Jillian strap. Like, that's really, those two things are not really exactly. equatable. I was going to say, like, let's say we're talking about Jillian in her 20s, right? Mm-hmm. You posting that you want to make out with her versus an older man posting that he wants to make out with her are going to have very different, I don't want to say vibes, but, like, <laughs> but, 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 like ultimately, but like vibes yeah. attached to it because that man has an inherent power <sighs> dynamic that they, because between yeah. those, that man and young her versus you and her is going to have very different power dynamics. There still exactly. is a line that you can cross outside of that, like there, that, that line still exists, but like on the basis of that, it's going to be very different. So when yeah. people make the argument that oh well like you're saying things that we would call out men for saying like I think that's important to consider in those situations. Absolutely, not saying that there can't be a line crossed, but it's going to be different. The definition is going to be different. Absolutely, and that's what I mean. Like it is such, it's a like it is power. Yeah, ultimately, and like whose words actually have consequence in reality. Yes, right. Yes, like exactly. I that's exactly That's a it. huge part of it. So so and and that's not to say like that the male gaze is equivalent to uh, queer women expressing their sexuality because it is not like those two things are completely different. It is breaking down how a socialization rooted in the male gaze may be manifesting in the way that we figure ourselves out Mm. and asking, um, for this specific situation and like asking those around us who violated that journey for privacy and a very personal exploration of our sexuality. Yes. What you're um, doing in a safe space in a completely absolutely. and and kind like way with no illness yeah. like a- I know that it's like a huge leap to say like to put it lightly to go from like the thought of or the feeling of like thinking that you're not straight and then like actually embodying like um that sexuality mm. in very specific or you know i guess some very specific and like other more general but like you know in a in a very um tangible way mm. like we just keep saying like this is a safe space to do that and she's human and so you as long as you aren't detached from that reality then You know what's right and you know what's wrong. Mm. And sexualization is very, very, very different from objectification. Yes. And I think objectification is when you start to lose that human side of it. And so as long as you have hold of that and that is absolutely tied to this internalized male gaze. And so as long as you have hold of her human hood, (laughs) um, Mm. then I think that you are doing just fine yeah i agree and i'm really sorry that your mom violated your space like yeah. that and also sorry that um you definitely sent this question over a month ago <laughs> <laughs> here yeah, we add are to it because like it's even hard and this is the last thing i'll say about it but it's like it's even hard when like queer representation and women love women representation is through the male gaze yeah. like men are directing movies about queer women like men are making paintings about queer women, like yeah. so. Even in that sense, it's like there there has to be. Everything is just this sort of reclaiming, mm-hmm. and so in that it's going to be imperfect. But yeah, exactly. Um, in your reclaiming, you're going to make mistakes, but everybody's doing it. <laughs> exactly. That's stupid. And it sucks, but like everybody's no, doing no. it. No, but it is, and it sucks. And that's an important point because, like, it's shitty that our, like, one, we have to figure out, like, our sexuality considering and if it deviates from, like, the norm of heterosexuality. And then there's, like, the whole unlearning and reteaching yourself how to express desire, how you where you feel desire from like there it's it's just a complete deconstruction and relearning of like everything um and that translates into so many avenues but I think that was a good discussion. I think so too. Thank you for being my partner in that because I think that was a good discussion. Me too. We just had a long conversation that's definitely just got cut out but Emily just told me I look like poop Lovato. I don't mean oh my god. I don't I don't mean actually I'm joking, I'm joking. It was just because she pulled her hair back out of her face really tightly to make myself look to ball. look like Rose, whatever McGowan. her name is. Rose McGowan. I was McGowan. imitating the imagine how tired we are, head tilt. Imagine yeah. how tired we are of it, lean in. And I was making myself look like that. Anyways. Because I told why'd you call her Pooh Lovodo? Poot. Poot? <laughs> poot. My <Why, laughs> poot. That's her name. No. no, there's a, a whole meme that goes around where they're like, "This is Demi's long-lost sister, Poot Lovato." Are you serious? I've you never been? seen that. Oh my god! What if you Google Poot Lovato, that comes up. Why Poot? I don't know. I'm gonna get some peaches. Look, and then and then we have to go. <laughs> Hi, Emily's going to get um. Oh, she's never even going to hear this because I do the editing. I'll tell her later. But Emily's going to get water right now. And I just wanted to say that I love her so much. And she's the fucking best. Isn't she the best, you guys? Like, the fact that we all get to listen to her. All right. right. What? Hold on. What? Nothing. I was just talking to the audience. Okay, should we get into the episode? Yeah. All right. So, we're doing season two. This one's episode 10. Okay. We <laughs> said it was last episode, but this one's it. Um called Red Museum. (laughs) This episode makes me happy. I'm vegetarian. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was thinking of you when I was watching this. I I was like, I would have been fine (laughs) the whole time. It made me like, it really triggered my um, like 13-year-old entitlement when I became vegetarian and felt the need to tell absolutely everybody. Mm -hmm. I would also like to note that um, being vegetarian and vegan, my friend just released a newsletter about how it uh caters to not caters to but it's like basically all a neoliberal like privileged uh scam <laughs> absolutely me at 13 big neoliberal. 13 year old me my heart was in the right place i just didn't realize the privilege i was attached to it totally totally um so we opened at a beef slaughterhouse i don't fucking know so there's meat everywhere. We see Beth, a middle-aged woman, all bloody, leaving her work day at the slaughterhouse. Um, not, the, not the same meat we saw on uh, Ascension, though. Dwayne Barry. God, I wish it was that meat. I'd mm. a slab. Anyways, I bet you. <laughs> Cut to two boys watching the news. I wanted to point out that on the news, it is a raid of a crack house, and every single person shown is a person of color. And I think those are the only people of color the whole episode. I was going to say... Let me swallow this because this is an important point. I made the exact same point. Yeah, what the um? F- These pretzels are dry. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty for all my Seinfeld hours. <laughs> One person goes, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, like we love evidence of how Bill Clinton's crime bill and its increased police presence in Black and Brown communities and Reagan's war on drugs directly and disproportionately impacted minority communities. From the gaze of white people watching it happen on their television. From this very small, inconsequential moment in an next files yeah. episode. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so Beth comes home. She immediately starts giving her teenage son shit for only saying hey. <laughs> and then she tells them to order a pizza. She doesn't want pepperoni. I probably wouldn't want pepperoni if I was working at a slaughterhouse either. Yeah. Um, she starts changing to take a shower. And someone is watching her through her mirror. What a great... Um, talk about little talk about the male gaze yeah literally uh, beginning because yeah so fucking creepy I don't know did you ever listen to cry reads on YouTube as a kid Mm -mm. it was this guy with like a creepy ass voice who would read scary stories and me and my friends used to listen to them like in the middle of the night or like like outside and i still get scared thinking about some of them when i'm by myself outside at night and there was one about somebody hiding in the walls watching a family Just reminded me are you serious yeah oh they're horrifying they're horrifying. i I used to watch um lost tapes oh i think it's called Did you ever hear did you ever watch that those freaked me the fuck out yeah Yeah. they were all obviously staged (laughs) but still oh these would have scarred you
1: yeah probably probably i was i was
0: very sensitive The teenage boy's name is Gary. He gets a call and he tells his brother that he'll be back in five minutes and he leaves. And, all, and also, I just want to say too, like, I had a feeling, one, why did this woman start undressing before she turned the shower on? I thought that was weird because like, usually you turn the shower on to like, let it heat up and then yeah. like, you start getting undressed. Anyways, the writers were just like, take your top little off. Flaw. Yeah, literally. <laughs> She's like, shouldn't I turn the shower on 1st like, no, 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 just unbutton. No, your one breast. Yo, where's Jillian? <laughs> That was, that was the crew. Jillian's breastfeeding in her trailer. Like, I'm going to fucking kill them. Clearly, we're still bitter about that. And then I thought, like, what are the odds that this will not be relevant in any way, shape, and or form? Like, like, the zoom in on her tits. It's not. <laughs> and it's I was It's literally right. just the fact that he's a creep. And he's hiding in her house. See, the thing is, is that they needed, like... A seemingly inconsequential case that'll bring them to a town, so that they ironically discover something linked to the greater conspiracy. Why did that have to be a pedophile? Literally, (laughs) these are the questions I'm asking. (laughs) And why was this pedophile um, staring at a a grown woman getting undressed? And why did we need the camera to zoom in on her tits for so much longer than was necessary? I think these are valid questions that we're raising. Like I watched Small to Potatoes last night with my mom and Mark. Oh and I'm like, you can do the body switching device without having to be a rapist. Mm. Isn't isn't that funny? How that works? Hehe. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, that's an episode in season uh, four for those of you who don't know. So, cut to four hours later. Gary never came back. Beth is making phone calls, clearly upset. Um, jump cut to the older brother, all bloodied in the forest and just his underwear. He's looking very he's, traumatized. He's on naked and afraid. <laughs> Gary's naked and afraid. The other day, I was so high, and I started getting dressed to put on my PJs. And I like took off all my clothes except for my socks, <laughs> and then I couldn't find my PJs. <laughs> and then I was just like too stoned to find them, so I was walking around naked and cold. And I text Emily that, and she was like, "Are you naked and afraid?" Maybe the name of the episode that's should be Naked, <laughs> naked and Afraid. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> um, some police find him, and he has he is one written on his back in like Sharpie. Also, the cops are like, "We're here to help you." Like, They're like, yeah, baby. He's white. He knows that. He knows you're here to help like, them. Jesus. They're like, "What's wrong?" What? Clearly, something's happened. <laughs> like, what, what happened? What's wrong? She's really? Jesus. Like, oh no, he's not. Oh wait, are they filming naked and afraid here? <laughs> I can't believe that that's a the real thing. The cops busted naked and afraid. Can't naked and really afraid. Stop saying naked <laughs> and afraid. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. All right. Cut to Mulder presenting his little slides. I love thinking about him rehearsing and practicing these to show Scully. Me too. So he tells her about the, the kids. This has happened to multiple kids in the Wisconsin area. Um, he like tries to anticipate like when she's going to stop him. Yeah. So apparently, there have been multiple victims that this is that this has happened to, and Mulder's interested because the sheriff in the town thinks the kids have been possessed. Um, so our babies go to Wisconsin. Um, so our babies go to Wisconsin, and the sheriff tells them about the Church of the Red Museum. They're followers of a guy named Odin from California. Fuck Californians! Am I fucking?
1: <laughs> the right? vegetarian Californian from
0: California. <laughs> He says that everybody in the Church of the Red Museum is vegetarian, and they all um, like have. Farm cap- cattle, but they don't kill them. Um, so like they're all in the car, like driving to the Red Church. What is, what is it called? Church of the Red Museum. Church of the Red Museum. And um, there was like a shot on Scully that like I just went off and I kind of made like a little poem. So do just it. like, go. bear with Yay! me. Okay. Hello, when you do this. So like it's like kind of stream of conscience, but also like, yeah. Okay. okay. Like, uh, Ernest Hemingway. I'm coming for your brand yes. and I'm going to do it better, right? Okay. Well, Earth Hemingway's a S- sexist alcoholic. The alcoholics are bad. He's just also abusive. Anyways. Right. <laughs> so, first of all, I would like to call attention to her lips because, wow, the colors, like, the overall color scheme is just perfect. Yeah, A+. Plus for sure. And, like, compliments to the chef. <laughs> her lips are, like, a stunning... Very satiny gloss, kind of like she rubbed like beets on her lips and her cheeks, and then her her hair is like the perfect shade of like an auburny, like very warm. It looks so soft, and and then her eyes. Okay, I had wow, my heart just melted out of me. I won't say through wear, but yes, <laughs> never mind. And then her eyes are like so mesmerizing and so almost like green here. Yeah. And they're so shiny. And then it's topped off with like all this speckled, speckling of her freckles. And like, <laughs> wow, I had to like take a couple breaths when she was in the car. She looks stunning. I wrote later that this is the beginning of the transition into, like, the 1940s starlet hair. hmm My favorite. I just had in my head thinking about when you go into poetry, like, in my head, I was like, it's Emily's Poetry Corner. <laughs> I was thinking about what you were talking about. Well, I've been told that people like my extremely detailed description. Oh, it's one of- of, it's maybe the best part of the show. So, uh, I enjoy them too. So, I will not stop anytime soon. (laughs) Perfect. So, they go to the church. All the white people are in all white (laughs) with red turbans, and it just feels wrong. This is what all vegetarians (laughs) look like. (laughs) Yeah, you guys didn't know what I looked like, right? It's a podcast. That's what I look like. Yeah, that's what she looks like. Actually, I'm Odin. I played him. Yeah. Oh my God, no way. From California, vegetarian. Wow. Yes, I know, right? You look great. Thank you. Yeah, you're <laughs> So Scully's like, uh, Mr. Sheriff, you seem kind of prejudiced. I don't think they're involved in any of the activities we're here to investigate. Um, and Mulder and the Sheriff are not so sure. Like, Mulder definitely thinks it's the Church of the Red Museum for quite some time, but Scully never thinks that it is. Also, Mulder gets out of the car, and it looks like he's wearing, like, football padding on his shoulders. It does. Did you notice that? Oh, I noticed that. I was like, am I, like, am I... What's happening here? He know, looks like... oh He broad. looks very broad this episode. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so they sneak into their church session, which seems invasive. Um, and it's so funny to me that this is supposed to seem cultish when it's, like, isn't this kind of what all Western religion is like? Literally. <laughs> like, um, like the computer typing was a little... Yeah. The, mm. the, the computer typing was a little odd, but, like that's kind of, anyways so odin starts typing on the computer onto a projector and a woman starts reading it to the crowd odin is speaking as a messenger isn't that like what western religion does R- religion yeah. yeah all religion really although he says the age of aquarius which is like great song i just wanted to that is a great song i thought that right? too i, I started too. singing it <laughs> That's exactly where my mind went. Um, so Mulder explains to Scully that the group believes in soul transference. Um, I re- It's disturbing how white this crowd is. Like, literally not a single person of color. Yeah. Um, so they go talk to Gary, um, the boy from the beginning, and he says he only remembers part of what happened. He says that he was in the woods and he felt a spirit enter him. He says it might have been an animal spirit and that something just came over him. When they were going off about, like, um talking about like meat when when the guys addressed the,
1: the three, three of, of them. them yeah
0: yeah it was so funny because scully was standing there and she was like i just like chicken damn really? like and this guy was like talking about how their soul cannot be saved because they eat animals and she's like she's like i'm gonna definitely <laughs> get um she's like i'm definitely getting barbecue later but go off i just yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just want to see a screenshot of him denouncing them for eating meat and then a screenshot of scully in that episode with a bucket of chicken well you know what now you gotta post it (laughs) now we got i want it i got it you want it you got it but i also have to do the work yes (laughs) because we're modern women or modern in that way. So during this conversation, Scully starts looking around at family pictures in the hall. Um, and then, a, okay, give me, let me have this moment. The little boy comes out and she says, hi, who are you? And he goes, Stevie. <laughs> and she's so cute with him. And then she's like, Stevie, do you remember what bro- your brother, fuck me, fuck me. I got to <laughs> <laughs> you got it it's she okay says, you got it stevie you got it. do you remember who your brother might have gone out to see the other night and like no one ever says my name on television and like so her and her saying it is just so special to me can we please post a little screenshot of it just so i can have it i want absolutely because <laughs> anyways um if I'm she fine. had said it more if she had said it more than once i absolutely would have created the uh same video you created for me oh for emily's birthday last year one <laughs> of the things that i did for her was um i made a video compilation of all the times scully says emily in the show which is a lot because of later plot lines as a character named emily um but she only says my name once it's okay it's okay it's okay, it's okay. um anyways um, this little shit stevie doesn't remember what <laughs> my <Mike. laughs> My kink is um, absolutely Scully speaking with children and introducing herself as Dana. It's so cute. Like, I want to have this woman's children. I mean, Dana. That's my biggest flaw. (laughs) Cut to the fucking creep in the mirror watching Scully talk, and she totally senses it because you can feel when creepy men are looking at you. You're being watched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just before she's about to go investigate uh molder comes out and is like well we'll meet you outside so the sheriff tells Mulder that gary was a fine kid he's a football player he's white i don't know there's nothing wrong with him this episode just feels racist like i know they aren't doing anything it just feels I know. that way because I know. they're depicting discrimination and bigotry but they're still using white people yeah you know like probably yeah i think you hit the nail on the head with that one so yeah, um, Mulder asks if the Red Museum is discriminated against, and then Sheriff's like, "Yeah, no one likes them." <laughs> That's kind of it. Then yeah. cut to the barbecue place. Okay, this l- okay, let me wait, set wait, the wait, scene whoa, before wait, you talk. Wait. What? One, I want one thing. I just do. I do want to say that I noticed in this scene mm-hmm. is that um, this is kind of well, obviously, but this is kind of the start of um, them making Jillian's makeup so much darker yeah and it literally directly coincides with after her first big um trauma experience oh yeah that's interesting And so it's like and i know i made a note about that in an earlier episode about how in the first season she was like bright and her makeup was so light Mm. and it made her look so like innocent and very youthful and now The darkening makes her look like very hardened and obviously herself, like, you know, Mm -hmm. just because the way that she is, she's very soft and gentle and whatever, but like, yeah, her make, just her makeup alone. Like Mm -hmm. I know you and I both commented on how much darker it gets. her eye makeup especially gets. Yeah. That's so interesting. My background in costumes and makeup is kicking myself for not making that realization because that's so good. Like that's such a good observation. That's very thematic yes um please set the scene i'm ready okay so we're in the barbecue place um so I think there should be some music happening I know. right now or something so, <laughs> i'm gonna set the scene and then you can freak out so scully okay. is eating her barbecue with a bib on i hate that people wear bibs when they eat i don't know i know it's she, so she has barbecue wrong. sauce on her face and molder wipes it off <laughs> she's bright red already <laughs> Okay, I'm just gonna say it because I just have to say it. Okay, I don't, my note is literally I don't have to say it, but I will because I want to. (laughs) The way that she looks at him after he wipes her lip, she literally wants you to fuck her. Like, Like, just do it. Please. Like, pull the tablecloth off, take off your bib. Just wipe the table. Yeah, yeah, take the bib off. Take the bib (laughs) off. Yeah, please. Um,. Like she wants you, she's so loud, like he can't even look at her well, I, because he I literally know. sees the way he's she's looking I feel like I shouldn't watch oh, I was tuned in anyways <laughs> she she literally wants you to pull her hair and call her your good girl, like just do it yep. it's she's so like in this moment, if he doubted that for a second, this moment confirmed that, and like thankfully um let me just read this thankfully um you got it okay all i'm gonna say is that um the next time that moment happens um he's wiping something else off of her lip that's all i'm gonna <laughs> say that was my tag on tumblr for that moment that's and so good oh. i want someone to write either way really <sighs> it works either way Whew. Because I said that, but then I think you said, or she could be wiping something off of his lip, which is really harmful for me personally. Yeah. But like either way would work. So if someone wants to write it, <laughs> it's all yours. So Scully asked about the, the walk-ins, the soul transference that Mulder started to tell her about in the church. Um and he talks about being open and vulnerable to being taken by an enlightened spirit, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter. So Scully starts talking about how she got the creeps in that apartment today. And like, wow, if her gut feelings were taken seriously, the case would be solved so quickly. So quickly. Like, none of the rest would have needed to happen. No. Less this episode would have is died. This episode is so convoluted. Oh, my God. Um, But Mulder gets distracted because a member of the Church of the Red Museum starts being harassed outside the restaurant. Um, it's so funny because I got made fun of in middle school for being vegetarian and I got called veggie burger. <laughs> and that's what they yell. <laughs> well, apparently someone on the writing team was also bullied for being a vegetarian. <laughs> I, it, it, this, him being bullied for being a vegetarian feels um, uh, like it's contributing to how you said this episode feels racist, even yes. though like that's not the intention. Exactly. It's like there's a man wearing a headscarf or a turban and he's white he's still white like and he's being bullied for not eating meat like when there's like real discrimination (sighs) and harassment and bigotry that goes on this is what we chose like men men get stopped in airports for wearing their turban that's actually a part of their very real and very valid religion in real life exactly exactly and like um yes, people made fun of me for being vegetarian <laughs> in middle school, but was I fucking targeted from be- no. No. This is an aspect that feels racist that like is Yes, exactly. So Mulder comes out to save the day and gets the kids to leave the white vegetarian alone. <laughs> Thank God. Um who knows what would have happened if Mulder didn't save the day. So then Scully comes out in her amazing white suit, which I'm sure you want to discuss incredible i'm i it's enough to see her standing there like in a very nicely tailored suit it's a whole nother thing to see her like her coat blowing in the wind and then her gun visit like and i'm her- anti-gun but like wow only oh, she can, she can keep have hers. One. yeah <laughs> the stupid kid makes a joke about her being Mulder's wife She'll literally kill you. Yeah, and then they realize that she has a gun, and then he's like, "We'll call my dad because I'm sure he'd love to hear about this," and because his dad is a sheriff, nobody's surprised that he raised a bigot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but also like, she's so hot. Why are you talking to her like that? I know. Like you're too ugly to be rude to someone who's so sexy. I know. So Rick, Check. that's the sheriff's son. His name is Rick, and his posse Rick. leave. Yeah so because his friend is like come on Rick, let's just get out of here you know what i his friend <laughs> is very upset yeah he's like <laughs> he was trying to get his three seconds of fame the actor was like oh i'm gonna milk this, this is my moment he's like maybe jillian anderson will fall in love with me this is my moment yeah literally um it's also funny because these kids are like definitely who jillian was hung with. out with in high school absolutely yeah. yep so, cut to Rick and his girlfriend making out for way too long. She looks twelve. I don't want to see that, especially when Mulder and Scully are very viable options. What the fuck? Like that's what I mean. There are way too many teenagers making out in this show. I can think of like so many moments where I the was car, like, of like, okay, I'm, like I don't need to be much. watching underage people have sex when I can't even watch the main characters having sex. Like, are you joking? Ooh, yep. That's um, a, yep that's the discussion so they eat each other's faces for a minute and then she walks to her house by herself in the dark already hating this she hears yep. a dog whimpering his name is pupper dog <laughs> <laughs> clearly she named that dog when she was five yeah she's like pupper dog what are you doing <laughs> so she goes to check it out and then someone comes behind her and grabs her it triggered all of my flight or flight yep not fun so, cut to her in a bra and underwear, traumatized as fuck in the woods. She's hallucinating bugs and giant crows attacking her. And she has, she is one written on her back. Cut to our babies at the motel. Scully is in a purple ribbed shirt. So, do you need a minute? Okay. Um, Jillian, I'm like stripping in sweat. Wow, I didn't realize I, my hand was that sweaty. Okay. <laughs> Jillian looks so gorgeous here. Like, I am blown away. <laughs> blown away and i'm so in love with her like i have it so bad but like her her presence is true divinity and like that's all also her (laughs) there's so much of it like she has so much hair and like i know you probably think i'm gonna say you probably think i'm gonna say i want to pull it but you're wrong I all I want to I mean I do, but like in this instance, <laughs> all I want to do is like just like play with it. Like I want her to sit oh. on the floor. I want to sit behind her on the couch, and I just want to like give her a little massage. And like what the fuck? That's it. The way that you treat Scully has really given me some high standards for how I want to be treated in my next relationship. And I think that that's going to mean that I'm never going to be in another relationship. As, no, as you should. Well, so... As you should. I know, I know. So Scully says that she found a bunch of chemicals in the girls' toxicology report. Like, a lot of stuff that they use for motion sickness, I wrote, I write what it's called later, Um, and, which, if if used in more than a very small amount, is an anesthetic with hallucinogenic properties, Um, and you'd have to be a doctor or some kind of pharmacist or something to get those qualities. Quantities. <laughs> so, Odin... <laughs> I don't know. Titties, I can't I want speaking of titties so odin the head of the church of the red museum was a former doctor so they go visit him um scully's hair looks so good here this is when i wrote that they, it's looking very like 1940s starlet mm-hmm. um odin won't let them in the house because they're meat eaters <laughs> they place odin under arrest for no reason Wait, and then when he's like, and then when he's like, I can't let you in because you're meat eaters, Scully's like, I don't give a shit in her beautiful tan suit and plum ribbed shirt. Like, she's like, I will continue to live my silly little life with my bucket of chicken very happily. Thank you. (laughs) So cut to Scully questioning him about the scopolipine, scopolamine. Beats me. The bad stuff um odin is essentially like no i didn't do it and the sheriff starts freaking out and yelling in his face and so he leaves he's escorted out of the room but then he pops his fat ugly head back in and is like we have problems down the street oh boy so they so okay so the people of the church of the red museum um are peacefully protesting outside the barbecue restaurant and the sheriff's kid dumps buckets of blood on them um, I'm not condoning them dumping buckets of blood on these people, but it's like, wow, it's almost like people shouldn't project their religious beliefs onto others and, ju- and should just find peace and harmony and comfort in their own beliefs without needing the validation of converting others and trying to dictate how others live their lives in the way you don't like others doing that to you. Wow. Wow what a concept when they're watching this some old guy starts head nodding at Scully. he's like come over here he's like hey he's like which i think is so funny and she's that like, whole scene okay. was so funny so he like walks over there all like sus um and he's like i want to show you guys something <laughs> so they go with him they drive out to this pasture that used it's to be like old guys. <laughs> he's like i want to show you something she's like "Mulder." Like, Mulder, can you come here old man wants to show me something <laughs> so they drive out to a pasture that used to be in um his family but he sold it because of competition in the business whatever um he shows them the men who now run the pasture injecting the cow with BST, bovine somatrophin a genetically engineered growth hormone hormone whatever So he says um, the people in the town have gotten mean and there's been seven rapes in the past year and thinks that um, what's happening with the kids in the forest is all from the same root source, this growth hormone. I also thought it was strange um, that they just, like, sprinkled a little bit of, like, traumatizing women. I just feel like a little, like, spice. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. there's Like, it could have, yeah, like, like, it could have been, like, robberies. Mm Mm-hmm. Nope. Or, like, you know, some other crime that doesn't – isn't so violating. Well, it's always rape. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so then we see that one of the men injecting the cows is the same man who lives in Beth's bathroom mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Also, there's – I love how it's, like, I know, the, like, the scene isn't perfect, but I – there's something about hearing thunder – and like looking at Scully that just like yeah makes me oh my god I just want to marry this woman and like cuddle up when it's raining and like listen to like fucking Lou Reed or something when it's raining oh. and thundering yeah that's so sweet what'd I say I have a bad I have so bad scene. I know you do <laughs> so k- this episode is all over the fucking place that's why it took me three hours to get through cut to an airplane right <laughs> <laughs> Oh doctor, we've never met. It's clutching a briefcase. <laughs> the pilot is like, "Oh shit, we're losing oil pressure like real bad." He's not that panicked. The plane is going down. <laughs> they try to do an emergency landing, but instead, the plane blows up. Literally plummets to the earth. Yeah, and just boom, it goes boom. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the actors' like energy did not match what happened. Second later. later yeah, <laughs> he's like oh shit we're losing oil pressure like real <laughs> fast right now and the guy's like where's the next airport he's like no we're not gonna make it to the we're next gonna airport. Have to cra- we're gonna have to do a crash landing and then he just like and then he just goes down puts the steering wheel down <laughs> um so our babies and the bigot sheriff go to the crash site um the doctor who was The doctor who died was apparently a pillar in their community. His name was Dr. Larson, and he delivered the sheriff's kids, as well as most of the kids in the town. Um, They find a briefcase which was full of money and bottles of an unknown substance. I also love this little white drapery blouse that Scully's got going on. Her boobs look fantastic. She looks hot. It's all good. She does. So our babies are in the motel, and they find out that every one of the kids who – this forest <laughs> incident has happened to was treated through childhood by Dr. Larson, the doctor that just died. Um, he was carrying a list of credit card numbers, all corresponding to the victims' families. Whatever, so right. I really this like this. All whole- went over my head so much was happening yeah. so I really like this whole interaction though between um, Scully and Mulder in the motel because it's finally starting to seem like a true two-hander like he's not totally. talking down to her and she has just as much saying authority in this case as he does and mm-hmm. she solves an equal part of this case as he like solves like it yes. feels like it's actually back and forth also that this episode is where the um, Scully you're not going to believe this meme was born oh, yeah. the legend so maybe that maybe that i was going to say maybe that makes everything better but i'm sadly wrong <laughs> for an episode for an episode we can we can live in the fantasy yeah um i'm also just marveling at how quickly jillian is stepping into her power after having piper like it's actually oh more remarkable to watch that transition happening well, because i would imagine especially for her it like i mean when you have a fucking child it's like you have to just you just do it yeah like overnight that literally. transition happens for women so much more probably than I think it happens for men when they have kids. Well, it's a biological change for people who marry children, yeah so cut to that pasture where creepy mirror man is he's leaving work and he says bye to his co-farmer i don't fucking know <laughs> and he drives away <laughs> another car pulls up with a man who looks really familiar and i wrote i don't know if we've seen him before so i had a sculling moment oh my gosh I, that's amazing Because i saw him and i was like how do i know him and then later she does the same thing and then we find out yeah and then when she realized i was like oh like i felt really with her on that which was cool that's amazing um so this like creepy, familiar looking government guy pulls up um, and he pulls up to the other farmer man, not the creepy one, and shoots him point blank and then gets to the car and leaves. (laughs) He says, I'm here to kill you. Um, (laughs) So Silly and Mulder go to Beth's house Beth tells them that Gary has literally never been sick a day in his life. She doesn't seem like she thinks that that's weird. And that Dr. Larson always gave lots of the kids vitamin shots. Apparently her husband had wanted um, them to see another doctor because he was concerned Gary wasn't growing, but then he had an accident in the packing factory and died. I don't know if that was like... Like us. supposed to be like a conspiracy? Like, like he yeah, was killed because he was wanting to, I don't know. Um, There's also something like very profoundly um, strange about the fact that they're focusing so much on, on this... The, like the on this dude on gary family? yeah when there was a girl who when the, was just attacked when there was also a girl who was literally just had the exact same thing happen to her and at this point i was like did she die like i know what was happened like, we, we don't ever see hear from her again we only focus on and like no one not even her fucking boyfriend or her friends are like even concerned or upset like it immediately all? shows her boyfriend and like that same group of friends she was with like fucking around drinking in the car yeah like and so it was like all it really took was the boy being taken like the girl was just for filler yeah. and she is alive but like her trauma doesn't matter her trauma isn't explored in the slightest um we even talked about what kind of kid was you she know. was she in sports and now she doesn't want to play what what's happening what happened Imagine how tired we are. So Mulder notices a weird light coming through the bathroom mirror and they go to investigate and they break through and find the creepy man's fucking hideout camera tapes and all. That's such a fucking violation. Like, Jesus Christ. I truly, this is one of my biggest fears, probably from reading that story as a kid, Um, Mm. but I truly check all the mirrors in, like, motels that I ever stay in. And if you touch the mirror with your finger and it's, there's a space between your, like, if you look and there's a space between your finger and your finger, then it's a double mirror. But if there's not, yeah. But if there's not, then you're good. But that's how you can check. Oh my God. That's really good to know. Yeah. So just, like, check on your mirrors in your house so you know what an actual mirror looks like and then you'll be able to tell the difference. Maybe see a two-way. So, cut to Rick in the car, her boyfriend, with his friend. They're just fucking drinking. Um, his friend goes to drain the lizard. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to start calling his friend, that. <laughs> his friend is a little too uh, overzealous, just about everything. <laughs> I'm going to go drain the lizard. He's like, okay. Okay, dude. What do you want, an applause? <laughs> So he goes, he drains his lizard, and by the time that he comes back, Rick is gone. So we find Rick with the same markings in the forest, but he's actually dead. He was shot in the forehead. I can't bother to be sad about it. He was an asshole. Sorry. Not doing much for me. Yeah. Cut to the government... Mulder? Oh, murder. I just spelled it wrong. <laughs> Cut to the government murder man putting a gun in the trunk of his car. Um, that's the whole scene. I think mm. we assume that he shot. Rick. I think that was yeah. Um, so they find out who the peeping Tom is. His name is Gert Thomas. Um, apparently he used to run a daycare, which is disgusting. Again, unnecessary additions of these details. So as they're driving, they drive past the government man and Scully recognizes him, which is like eerie and like sad. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, it was already a violation that he was in her house and now like he had to be videotaping her for what what was for the what, purpose yeah I, I know he was already in her mirror like yeah that's enough. i don't understand the, like there's no end i guess to the tapes provided them with evidence that he was into child pornography which is what this is where this goes even though like, so was he really in there uh, to watch her children and they just zoomed in on the tits for fun that's what i mean like he ends up being a pedophile so i don't understand what that whole beginning part was I guess like the mystery like is he like does he like women and likes to violate women or does he like to violate children like that's what we really want to find out. Showing, I think they thought showing him watching children would be too much for television but we're okay showing them violate women. Violent, totally. Like that's fine we see that all the time. Yeah so cut to them questioning Gert. He has a bunch of child pornography so he was the one who had been kidnapping the kids. He admits to it. And Scully looks like she's about to murder him with her bare hands. Like, the look – like, she does – Mulder doesn't look like he ever really cares unless it's directly threatening him when it comes to the cases. But there are mm-hmm. so many times where, like, the perpetrators are so disgusting and have done such horrendous crimes, and, like, Scully really embodies how, like, disturbing that is. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. Somebody who – it's like the stakes are properly, you know, you know um it's like she she and jillian internalizes emotions very very well i know the last like four episodes i've watched of the show with my mom i'm in season three watching with my mom and stepdad right now Four season four um at the last like four episodes my mom has been like she is such a good actress like every time she does something my mom's like been praising her and i like have to really rein myself in and be like i know like she's good isn't she instead of like screeching like i want to (laughs) do she is she is she's incredible Um, you can scream about it here thank you this is my outlet (laughs) okay so um but gert did not murder rick um that one was by the government man who made it seem like the same mo um gert said the kids had become monsters because of all the tests that dr larson that that doctor that died in the plane are you keeping up there's a lot happening no um So Gert, the pedophile, says that all the kids became monsters because of the tests that the plain dead doctor, Dr. Larson, had done. So Scully then starts thinking about, um, she starts, Scully's just thinking. Scully starts thinking. Scully's thinking all the time. Scully's thinking all the time. This time we get a little insight into what she's thinking. Um, And she realizes that the man that they saw driving is the same man that killed Deep Throat. And then she leaves the room really quickly. And I also just want to say, like, when that happened, when she was like turned back in the car, mm-hmm. um, and saw him, like, Mulder was like, "What?" She's like, "Oh, I just, I just like clearly she wanted to speak." I know she was and like, he like didn't even the- give her the time of day to this? just like, yep, just just be like, no, like what, like what, like what did you see? Literally, like you seem you seem rattled. It, like, are you okay? And what's annoying is that, like, one she turns around, she says, "I know that face." He's like, Bleh. She knows someone yeah, in the room. Exactly. In exactly. And also, she said that she had, like, really, really bad creeps at the apartment. He didn't even, like, that got totally brushed over. It was never revisited. Like, again, if we listen to Scully's gut, we can solve cases much quicker. Women's intuition isn't actually their intuition. It's just, like, it's it doesn't – it's not fact, Stevie. Like, it doesn't mean anything. You're right. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. Sorry. I, I forgot that a man has to has – to, um, establish something for it to be but then like but then like it's not the man who needs cold hard evidence like he can just go off of his intuition oh no that's fine that was what i was gonna say is like the most frustrating thing about all of it is that scully is constantly analyzing his face to see what he's thinking to ask like oh you have a hunch about something let's talk about it she has a feeling and he's like like, that's what his brain is doing his brain is like the monkey (laughs) the monkey That's so true so she leaves the room really quickly um molder thinks i think Mulder thinks this is maybe me projecting but i think Mulder that thinks that the talk about like testing upset her and so then he gets like extra calm and like trying to like compose himself like for her which like i like oops sorry <sighs> no you're allowed so that's amazing maybe make bad choices so gert says i i support you thank you So Gert says that Dr. Larson was paying him a lot of money to inject the cattle with the stuff that he didn't know what it was. Um, And Dr. Larson told his boss that he felt responsible for the violence that had um, been happening, meaning the rapes in the community, um, because the kids had had the same inoculations that the cows were getting. I don't fucking know. So Scully comes in and he's like, I think he's telling the truth. I don't think he killed Rick because when they did a toxicology on him, it um, contained some of that substance purity control from season one. Remember the monkey pee? We're throwing it back. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So that's what is in Rick. Um, So Dr. Larson was inoculating kids with the same material deep throat died for is how Mulder breaks it down. Is this when they're talking really close to each other? Yeah. Okay, I just love that this job requires them to talk privately. like In public so spaces, so they to have to, other. like, breathe yeah. into each other's throats, yeah. She is literally breathing in his face. Like, she literally, literally exhales, and she's an inch away from his face. I know! I'm like, that should be me, but yeah. I enjoy watching it. So they think that the government <laughs> man who killed Deep Throat is going to go after the kids' nest, so they... T- kids next... Kid's nest. Kid's next. (laughs) So they round everybody up. Then they go to Odin for help as well. And why this man helps them, I don't fucking know. But they all hide out in their barn, even though they've all been bullying them. Um, Mulder goes to the meatpacking plant because apparently he just knows that the government man's going to be there to like he like there's gasoline everywhere so it's like he's going to burn everything all the evidence of any of the chemicals that they're putting in the meat so Mulder and government man battle it out and then scully comes in and saves the day right before he kills Mulder, which is so great um and then the sheriff murders him out of anger because he killed his kid so Mulder's obviously upset that they don't get the government guy alive because a grieving man who can't separate his work from his personal life and feels like it's his decision to play judge and executor messes it all up. Yep. And I'm sure they were like, oh, but his kid died. Whereas if a woman did that, it would be like, how could you not control? She can't control her emotions. Yeah, but Scully coming in and saving Mulder was like honestly the hottest thing I've ever seen. So fucking hot. And in a ribbed shirt, no less. Oh, yep. Um not gonna, yep. So essentially, <laughs> um... They can't find literally anything on this government, man. They have no idea who he is. The inoculant that the kids are being injected with couldn't be identified, and the substance broke down so much that they couldn't even analyze it anymore. Everyone in the town got sick except for the members of the Church of the Red Museum. They didn't. So whoever was doing this was probably using them as a control group, which feels very eerie. Um, Because everybody – because that's what's gross to me, is that people think that they're acting in choice, like that device – of people thinking that they're living their life based on like doing their own choices but it's all a greater plan like Mm -hmm. them choosing choosing quote-unquote to not eat meat is actually serving a bigger agenda even though they think that's their choice like the illusion of autonomy is like 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 the like the fact that not catering to the to the a male fantasy is is actually still a male fantasy. Yes, that's exactly what this echoes, but in a very different way. But like, that's exactly why I think it triggered a uh, reaction yeah, for I was, me. I was breaking that down the other day. my God. It's not fun. So, no, it's not. It's not fun at all. I feel like you can't just exist ever. I know. And this, that, that. Cue the Margaret Atwood, Atwood quote that lives in my head God. all the time. So this like echoed that a little bit. So it made me repulsed. Totally. Um. Yeah. And then the case remains open and unsolved. End of episode. <laughs> These, like, two, like, next couple of episodes are so um, all over the place. Yeah. It was, like, almost like they, they got, like, they got too, like, they 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 got too excited. I think they were, like, oh, my God, like, we have all of this long-term plot. Like, what do we do? We could do so many things. And then, like, it's just, like, too much that it almost doesn't make sense. And then they mellow out, and I think it starts to make sense again. But- totally. And I would even um, I would even maybe um, bet that this was still the point where they didn't really have the monster of the week being separate and the mythology being two separate episodes. Yeah, and they combined it, which was a lot, which I realized and writing out the plot. I was like, Geez. a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And the next one is even is a lot. And I haven't watched the one after that, but I'm sure the one after it's a lot. that is irresistible, isn't it? Maybe there's one in between. No, I think there's one in between. I think it's all. Oh, right, because I'm doing irresistible. Fuck me. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And it just becomes, like, way too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good observation. Anyways, Scully looked beautiful. She did look beautiful. Um, but the dynamic between her and Mulder was pretty good in this episode. Absolutely. I like this episode. I find it exciting, like, sans the f- fake racism thing. But, like... Yeah, like that's definitely there's definitely an urgency. Yeah, it definitely keeps your attention the whole time, unlike some of the other ones. yeah I'm sure it's hard to draw a plot for, but very much was watching it casually. Ten out of ten. Yeah, maybe not ten, but like an eight. Because you don't expect it to go that way. I like that device when like they have cases that look like it's going to be a supernatural thing, but then it goes some ways totally different, and it's actually rooted in like real human action. I think that that's really interesting. I like when they do that. That is, yeah, that's very interesting. So somebody posted, um, this is Jillian. We're doing Jillian. Oh called. yeah. Let's sing. <laughs> okay. Ready? <Yeah. gasps> Jillian's <laughs> going- <Bonner. laughs> Okay. Go. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to get my guitar out for that. <gasps> god can you one of these days i will surprise you there was one night it was like three o'clock in the morning for me (laughs) and stevie like sort of busting out all of these songs (laughs) on her on her keyboard on her piano and on her uh guitar and i was like blown away because you were drunk and i was high oh i would no i was so no i was like barely i was so blown away i was just i lo- i had the best time oh it was, it was fun. i apparently was in the mood to serenade i got excited and i was like look what i can do yeah and you start playing all these songs anyways it was just a fun moment for me it makes me happy so someone posted a little short clip from jillian's first ever tv interview no um in 1995 did she go on that one other show the same day as this just like at night what I'm mm, talking about, the maybe because it looks like the same outfit what underwear yeah that one yeah maybe so yeah first ever tv interview it was regis and kathy lee um and it was the cutest fucking thing ever um it starts off a little rocky because regis is being a fucking creep Very um, odd. it was very odd uh that that's the thing that that bums me out maybe if someone just like if we like if someone trimmed it it would be like oh yeah that's that's the perfect clip but anyways in the beginning they're talking about the show she's 27 at the time Mm -hmm. talking about the show they're talking about um what she was going to do if this hadn't worked out like what her plan was because as we all know Jillian was on her last unemployment check when she found out she got cast in the x-files um and they were talking about that and then Regis just goes what were you like in high school Which like to quote your own tweet from today but why are we asking a 27 year old what she was like in high school Because he had gotten a tip that she was like uh, he knew like that was my that was the question That's the reason he's asking the question. He's asking a question expecting a certain answer, which is what makes it gross. They're both bad options, right? Either he didn't know about her past and, like, and was just wanted to know what she was like as a 16-year-old, which which is, is like, out of nowhere fucking weird. Or, two, he read something about her past and, like, that was his way of bringing it up even though he probably read the thing that he read and was like, instead of being like, that's probably not a topic I should breach with her, especially not on her first ever TV interview. He was like, this is the juicy stuff. Especially because he used the words punk rocker, which is how she has described exactly. it. And you could tell that she was taken aback I was by gonna him say... saying that. She was like, oh. She, you know, yeah, she like very that. awkwardly laughed. She was like, It was almost kind of like she was like, hmm, almost like you read that somewhere. You guys do have a problem with punk rockers? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I don't think I've ever seen Jillian like exhale the way that she did when he asked her that question. I know. She was like, and I think it's because that was probably, she was like, if I talk about this now. That's all I'm ever going to be talking about. I'm never going to hear the end of it. And she she hardly touched on it. Like She did not go into details at all. And it's still all she ended up talking about. It's all she ended up talking I, about. You can tell that's what she was trying to avoid. That sucks. Yeah. Well, because it's like. People still ask her now. She's I 52 know. years old. And people are like, let's talk about when you were arrested at 18. What still, were you like in high school? <laughs> after a 30 plus year career. Like, well, and it's frustrating because it's like. Not 30 plus. Um, that's too much. What 128. Are 28, you kidding me? Three at once? Do not, <laughs> not, do not bash that. Are you kidding me? Do you guys know what three at once is? Should I hope they that? do. We have to. Three at once was Jillian. It's a matter of choice. That she's ever are you kidding me? These are things that she did in college. Um, that are maybe some of the best work she's ever done. We'll link it. I think not even maybe. I think it's just outstanding. it's so good at the thought of it stevie's gum just (laughs) fell out of her mouth anyways but it's frustrating because it's like um she's not gonna go on national television and be like yeah actually i was dating a predator who was 10 years older than i was who was also a pathological liar and also a drug addict Because that's traumatizing and people don't have to talk about that on television. People don't owe you their trauma. Exactly. Why does everybody talk about that? Like that's some fun anecdote. Oh my God. She was so cool and rebellious because she was dating a 25 year old at 15 babe. That's statutory. That's not, he was a predator. And I'm saying that to the people who talk about it. Like it's interesting. Not to her. Jesus. Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah, that was, uh, and it was brought up again. On her first ever time on David Letterman. Um, It's been brought up so many times. It's like I, that David Letterman interview was even worse. So that was depressing and upsetting. Um, And it's just like, it's frustrating to see these people called journalists because like, I know that it's like, because that is their background, right? Like, yeah. It's Just but for you, somebody who studied journalism with integrity, I'm sure that's frustrating, yeah. And it's just frustrating because then later on, you know, Kathy Lee or they one of them was like, Well, what, why? Because Sc- Scully, because fuck, because Jillian was like, I was a bad girl. Take a breath. <sighs> I'm not, this is not about 16 year old Jillian, this I is know. about 27 year old Jillian saying those two words, okay. Yes, um the point being is that then they were like, what, what, what made you a bad girl, you know, paper okay, calm, calm your fetishization down a yeah, little bit, literally. turn it down. Oh, just, Christ. just, a, just a little bit. Um, but then Jillian was like, you know, Oh, like, um, the first thing she says is talking. And then Kathy Lee goes, which you're not doing very much of right now. She's literally speaking like, because she had been giving, like, one-word answers before. Because she was nervous. Like, leave she her alone. Nervous. Nervous. Exactly. God. Um, I, f- I watched it interview you, and I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's just, like, it's just frustrating because it's, like, I get that, like, your whole point is, like, to make in an- a worthwhile interview. But it's, like, making your guest uncomfortable is not the way. No. Or making them talk about their fucking childhood. What? The- Shut exactly. up. I know um and so like imagine doing like imagine in your normal because I feel like we don't think about it because we're like oh it's actors they owe us every bit of it's like celebrities they owe us every bit of their background but like imagine you're doing an interview for work that's supposed to be to promote like a project that you're on (laughs) like you're in like a business meeting to promote like this project that you're doing and they're like what were you like in high school I heard you were a bad girl like tell me what that means you're like I'm just trying to show you my powerpoint (laughs) like it (laughs) wasn't So why is this okay? It would not happen. I know. I don't know. I. That's such a good question. I don't know. Anyways, Anyways. so then... Um, but the good part of the interview. The good part of the interview comes when... Which is still kind of, I mean, not really their business. But, no, like, but... Um, the good part of the interview comes because uh, they ask her about Clyde, her first husband. And... whatever we respect jillian's privacy about that whole all of her relationships but the reality is is that she said she invited him into her trailer for sushi and then later on he said he really didn't want the sushi which is like so, so oh my God, so precious, and she was like so, so smiley. She was so was smiley so when so she was adorable. talking about it because she was like, "Well, we went on a couple days, and then he asked me to marry him." And she goes, "No, that's not true." She's, "Well, it's kind of how it happened." Sort <laughs> <of>. <laughs> She's like completely talking to herself. I love it. So cute. It's really cute. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's the episode. That's it. <laughs> we love you, Thanks listeners. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, and we'll see you next time on on The Sex Files. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.